Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast where it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication. In this podcast, what we do is we lay out a three-step framework for solving the underlying problem for headaches and migraines and providing you with solutions. Those three steps are first, identify the tissue or the actual source of pain. The second step is to identify if there are barriers developmentally that would keep you from finding the relief you're looking for. And then the third component, the third step is to understand systemically what might be changing the way you experience pain. Within those three steps, within this framework, we feel very confident in treating and helping just about any type of head or facial pain. In today's specific podcast, we're going to talk about the role of medication and medication overuse headaches. We don't talk about medication much on this podcast. I am not a neurologist. I'm a physical therapist. And so I naturally don't even have the tools, meaning the prescription to provide people with medication, which in my world is not a bad thing. Medication dominates the market when it comes to treatment for headache and migraine symptoms. And so when people are searching for relief, generally they're fatigued with our healthcare system prescribing the next medication because they don't feel, you don't feel like medication is your solution. And so if you are tired of receiving medication, you don't feel like anyone's provided you with the answers to the source of the problem, you are in the right place. But in today's podcast, we're going to talk about the role of medication and how it can be uh, potentially provide us with some insights into your into your situation, but also some of the dangers behind medication use, especially long-term medication use. All right. So first off, uh, we want to lay out sort of a framework for this podcast. We're going to answer some of the questions here, like how should medication be used? Uh, does medication ever solve the problem and uh, what to watch out for with medication and specifically avoiding uh, medication overuse headaches. So this podcast, specifically this podcast episode is for you if you have chronic daily headaches. So if you're someone that has a daily headache, that means it's just at a uh, five out of 10, six out of 10, seven out of 10, whatever your pain level is, it's just there daily. Maybe it started out as an intermittent headache. It would come and go, but now you're to the point that it is, uh, it's a daily problem. All right. So this podcast is going to be for you, especially if you have daily headaches and a history of taking prescription medication two to three days per week. All right. So if you're frequently taking your prescription meds and you have daily headaches, this is a podcast that uh, is going to be helpful to you. Now, anyone with headaches or migraines listening to this is going to get benefit because the way that our brain works, especially with chronic pain, is if there's a problem that's sending a pain signal and we're experiencing this head or facial pain frequently and we don't address the underlying problem or we don't change the scenario, and especially if we're just uh, the solution, the only solution is medication, there is a chance and we're taking the risk of getting to that stage of daily headaches, which is uh, one of the things we want to avoid. I mean, ultimately, we just want to 
whatever stage we want to treat the underlying problem. But uh, things like central sensitization and the brain becoming more hypersensitive to that pain signal, um, turning in and then turning into a daily uh, daily symptom. That's something we want to avoid. So there was a there's a study, a migraine in America symptoms and treatment study. And one of the things that uh, is interesting that came out of this study is is 35% of U.S. adults with migraine consider their usual acute treatment to be poor or very poor, okay? So acute treatment, meaning those abortive medications that you take as needed, like the triptans, 35% of people with the migraine diagnosis using those say poor, very poor. One quarter... So about 24% uh, never slash rarely become pain-free within two hours of taking medication, okay? Most of the people we see are not satisfied with their meds. I would say 99%, maybe 100%, okay? So we're seeing this 35 30% of people that are very unsatisfied. Now, I would say that there's a uh, there's a probably a majority percentage of people that uh, don't even want to go the medication route. They they know that medication is not their solution, so they, they aren't even taking the meds, uh, but they're still dealing with these symptoms. It's reported th- uh, from headache clinics around the country that 50 to 70% of their patients overuse medication, all right? So uh, the physicians that are prescribing these drugs are saying that over half the time, Patients are overusing their meds. And just a quick snapshot of what the outcomes, the expected outcomes when you look at the data for these CGRP drugs, which are the latest and greatest on the market, about half the people that take them should expect about a 50% reduction in their symptoms. All right. So if uh, if you're on the, the latest and greatest CGRP uh, medication. It's not as if your your migraines are going away. And, and that's where this whole mantra of we, as a healthcare, um, as, a, as a setup as a whole, as a system, the outcome with, when someone has the migraine diagnosis, the outcomes become very sort of bleak. You're going to live with this uh, it might go away in like your late 50s or 60s, but it's basically going to be there and we can manage the symptoms, meaning frequency and intensity. And the next medication is basically just that. It's um, messing with changing something in the pain pathway to reduce what you feel. And sometimes that means uh, the the migraine will, you, you will skip the migraine, meaning it you won't even experience that. Oftentimes you have uh, reduced symptoms, but then there's side effects of uh, the medication, which oftentimes people say isn't always better. It's just sort of a a weird trade-off, but you're still missing out on that day. So let's talk about what medications are doing. There's there's the more commonly prescribed medications uh, out there, like uh, triptans, which are going to um, sort of mimic serotonin levels or um, <clears throat> impact uh, how your body would respond as if there were serotonin. And uh, and then you've got um, things like uh, anti-seizure drugs or antidepressants, 
um, and then these CGRP drugs. But let's let's kind of break down neurologically when it comes to the pain transmission, because that's really what these medications are doing. Let's talk about what's actually happening. So when it comes to experiencing head or facial pain, most of the time, the trigeminal nerve is going to be the nerve that's involved. So the trigeminal nerve has these three branches. So these three branches are going to pick up sensation from the upper, middle, and lower part of the face. Okay. So uh, anything from pain to dull pressure is going to be picked up by the trigeminal nerve. Okay. So what what's happening on the pharmaceutical side is um, they're looking at how pain is transmitted. Okay. So are these things, there are these uh, things, these chemical messengers called neuropeptides that are released from the nerve ending. So you have these neurons and they send signals and uh, through these synapses, which are basically these connections from neuron to neuron. Okay. So, and in between those, there are uh, chemical messengers that are sent uh, from one to the other and they communicate what should be happening. So when the trigeminal nerve is communicating pain, these neuropeptides are released. So these chemical messengers um, tell the the brain and maybe the vasculature around the brain uh, and then the brain itself what to do. And so one of the things that happens is there's a vasodilation. So the blood vessels around the brain will actually expand and increase the volume of blood running through those. In the case of a headache or a migraine, that's associated uh, as like a painful vasodilation. So oftentimes that throbbing, pounding sensation um, is connected to that vasodilation response, so the expanse of those blood vessels in the brain. Uh, the other thing that happens is it sort of triggers a inflammatory response that uh, will send the pain signal itself. So increase in nociception. So nociception is just the perception of pain, the nerve endings that are going to um, be sen- be sensitive to pain or pick up pain signal. So it increases nociception, okay? So uh, when we're looking at medication, the, the medications are impacting this scenario, okay? So serotonin is going to um, bind to a receptor uh, that's uh, also associated with this nerve ending and impacting what is happening uh, in that communication process. So serotonin has a vasoconstriction um, effect. And so if we can mimic serotonin, we can sort of have the reverse effect of this vasodilation that happens when the trigeminal nerve is is um, signaling that that pain response within a migraine. And so, hey guys, if you are listening to this podcast, the chances are you have headaches or migraines, and you're searching for relief outside of medication. Well, maybe you've tried different products on the market or devices, traction units, things like that, but they haven't really scratched that itch and provided you with the relief you're looking for. Well, what we've done here at Novera is taken the principles that we teach and abide by in our in-person care and come up with a product that allows you to apply those same pressures and improving mobility to the upper part of your neck at home. 
You see, it's called the SAM device, Simple Affordable Migraine Relief. And the device allows you to improve mobility to the upper part of your neck. And we are excited to announce that it's available today on our website. Visit NoveraHeadacheCenter.com. Click on the SAM device page where you can look at videos and learn more about the SAM product and purchase it for yourself and start treating your headaches and migraines more naturally without medication. Again, that's NoveraHeadacheCenter.com and click on the SAM device page to purchase your very own SAM device today. Triptans are sort of mimicking uh, that response of serotonin. And so you're artificially uh, telling your body to respond as if you had uh, serotonin running through your system. And they find that that is helpful in reducing the nociception, so the pain response, but also it vasoconstricts. Uh, ergots, uh, which is another classification medication, they they will do it. They'll have a similar impact on that pain pathway experience. So one of these chemical messengers uh, that we see transmit a signal from the nerve ending, one of the chemical messengers, these neuropeptides, is uh, a, the CGRP. So the CGRP with these new drugs, it's um, basically shutting off the impact of that of that protein or that neuropeptide being sent, okay? So again, it's a different way of interacting with the pain signal itself. It's different than um, mimicking serotonin or binding to the serotonin receptor to stimulate that same response, but it's, uh, it, it's impacting that chemical, the chemical messenger itself uh, so that it doesn't have the same response as if it were, uh, if the trigeminal nerve was just going through its uh, normal process of pain. Okay, so it's all happening in the neurological system. So in our brain, uh, in these nerve endings, and specifically in the trigeminal nerve. But the thing about medication is these. Uh, so, for example, <clears throat> like a triptan. It's, it's intended to bind to a specific receptor. And the reason we have side effects when we take medications is that, so let's say you, you have pain in your head, and so there's a painful uh, response, and this, this uh, cascade of events happens from the nerve ending and releasing these chemical messengers. Uh, but that that's not necessarily meaning that when you take the medication, that it's just impacting that specific neuron that's having uh, that chemical messenger sent. Um, so uh, serotonin as a hormone uh, is going to, to be systemically distributed. And so there's other impacts of serotonin. I mean, we naturally have serotonin released, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I'll just mention it now that even exercise will increase production of serotonin. So exercise itself um, is a way to naturally increase your body's ability to kind of manage pain. And so we don't have to artificially do that. We, ha we, can, we have methods within our body that naturally work really well. And that's a lot of what we're doing. I mean, we talk about it on a high level, but at a chemical level, there's, there's um, the same sort of mechanisms that medication has. We can uh, unlock in our own body. And it's really exciting. Um, but if we artificially provide this sort of, uh, 
blockage or changing to the pain pathway and how pain's transmitted, um, it doesn't just impact that specific area. And so there are side effects to that. And that's why medication uh, is described as putting a Band-Aid on the problem or it's masking it. Uh, because it is truly, it's it's masking it. It's masking the symptoms. Um, pain itself is a is a wonderful thing, in the sense that it tells us what is wrong with our body. Um, people that <clears throat> don't experience pain, uh, maybe in the case of like leprosy, it, it's uh, debilitating to not experience pain because you, if you step on uh, a rock and you develop a sore. Um, instead of limping and taking pressure off that, which your body will naturally do as it's painful and letting that area heal, you'll just continue to go about your day because you won't feel it and you'll develop uh, a larger and larger sore, which could become infected. And it, I mean, it could potentially lead to losing a limb and things like that. Um, but the body doesn't heal if we don't experience pain. And so if, um, every time we got a sore in our foot, if we just medicated, uh, to shut off the pain or say we took a steroid and injected it into that area so we didn't feel the sore so that we could just keep walking, that would have very detrimental effects uh, on our body and on that tissue being able to heal. Okay, so pain is not something that should just be shut off at the first, uh, at, at, it's like a first line of defense, okay? And so pain needs to be understood as what is causing the pain, what's triggering this response so that we can understand how to help the body. So, um, and I know saying pain is a helpful thing is probably like, uh, like I, it's hard to agree with that because, um, as you, the listener are probably dealing with debilitating headaches and migraines. And so, uh, but it's helpful to understand that our body is signaling us in a way that we should try to understand what's happening instead of, just mask it. Um, migraines are debilitating though. And so when it comes to medication, um, it's, uh, so when it comes to the, the impact that migraines have, um, there is a global burden of disease study in, uh, in this update in 2013, but migraine on its own was found to be the sixth highest cause of worldwide years lost due to disability. Um, headache disorders collectively, so that's a whole gamut of different diagnoses, were the third highest according to the World Health Organization. Okay, So um, it impacts people's lives. And so medication has its uh, use. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, uh, either you're currently taking medication or you have in the past that's been helpful, okay? So uh, I don't want to discount that, all right? It's just helpful to understand and put in context because I don't want um, this underlying problem to continue thinking, okay, the medication works, so I don't need to do anything else, all right? So when we look at the history of uh, the migraine therapies in about the 1930s, um, the ergotamines and beta blockers were, uh, prescribed. So that's like a blood pressure impacting that, uh, vasodilation constriction component in 1990s. It was, um, the triptans again, sort of, uh, serotonin levels, um, mimicking serotonin 2010 is when the anti CGRP meds. So anti that, that chemical messenger. So it's just sort of like, um, shutting that off 
And then uh, Botox was also approved in 2010. 2018, we had our first uh, CGRP antibodies, so like AGOV, Mgality, Amavig. So again, just manipulating that uh, chemical messenger. And then in 2020, in pill form, like the new Ubrelvi and Nurtec were approved. Okay, so just different forms of the same med to make it sort of easier and uh, potentially more effective, just how the body uh, processes uh, the medication itself. And so there's different things the pharmaceutical companies do to kind of uh, manipulate the experience, but it's all this, it, it, in the end, it's all kind of, again, just changing the pain pathway in some sense. So how should it be used? Medication should be used, um, I would say, uh, in conjunction with answering the, what is, what is actually sending the pain signal? Now I say that as, um, with all understanding that, um, people try to find out what's happening and it's a very frustrating, frustrating thing because, uh, it's hard to know, uh, what is actually the underlying problem because our healthcare system isn't set up to provide you with that answer. But, um, the principle is that medication can be utilized, but it always needs to be utilized uh, in conjunction with something that's getting at the actual underlying problem. And medication, as it's utilized, should just allow you to um, continue, whether it's your work day or time with family, things like that, all right? But long-term, we need to have other solutions outside of medication. So if you're seeing your primary care doctor, neurologist, and it's, it's one medication after the other, and there's no discussion of, hey, let's, let's try seeing a physical therapist. Let's see if we can work on your neck. Uh, let's understand your airway. Let's see what your jaw might be doing. Uh, how much shoulder tension are you carrying? If those aren't part of the conversation, and it's just medication after medication, it might be time to, to think outside of that provider and try to find someone that can get at the underlying source of pain. Again, in our three-step framework, the first step is understanding what's actually sending that pain signal. Because we on this podcast don't believe that you're just spontaneously creating pain out of thin air, which is essentially what uh, the medical system is uh, saying right now, that there's no there's no explanation for the pain itself, but we just know the spontaneous event happens and this is what happens from there. All right. We want to know why you're having pain. And so let's try to figure that out. So does medication ever solve the problem? I would say, um, solving the problem. No, medication, uh, is going to help with symptom relief and medication actually might work really well. I mean, there's, there's people that, um, swear by their meds and it works great, that doesn't mean that the medication is solving the underlying issue. It just means that your response to it is is uh, a great favorable response. Um, it also doesn't mean that medication is the long-term solution. And so we know that with medication and the way that our bodies chemically respond, our, our bodies are constantly learning and adapting and changing. And so if we, if we feed it a, a sort of synthetic form of, of serotonin, or uh, if we're artificially shutting off a pain pathway, um, there's going to be a response to that and, and kind of an adaptation that makes the medication itself more potent over time. And that happens with many medications. There's not necessarily a medication on the market that uh, has the same effect over time. I mean, even Botox, um, 
will uh, potentially wear off at some point. Everyone's experience is a little bit different. And so that's why in the healthcare setting, there's this sort of trial and error process where you you try different medication after medication. And as long as uh, the medications you're taking uh, aren't contraindicated to take together, or if you don't have another um, associated like comorbidity or health issue that prevents them from prescribing that, they're probably just going to keep trying medications. All right, so what to watch out for with medication and how to avoid medication overuse. So medication overuse um, is going to be that more than two to three times a week you're taking um, meds, and this would be more in the abortive category, like triptans, uh, is it's recommended at, you know, no more than two to three times a week and then more, no more than 10 in a month that you're taking. And so if you're taking more than that and you start experiencing more of a daily headache, uh, there's a chance the medication's actually the cause of that daily headache. And so this is one of the side effects of medication in treating headaches is they can cause headaches. All right. And so we want to get away from that. And that's where the short-term use of medication uh, as needed to allow you to just continue your day-to-day life in conjunction with getting at the underlying problem is the best case scenario. Now, what can you do at home to limit your um, reliance on medication? Here's four things that I came up with, okay? So I want you to exhaust your non-pharmaceutical pain relief options. That might be ice or heat. That might be topicals. That might be essential oils. Um, there's a device called the Cephaly device, which you, um, e- each of these things here is going to impact pain, um, but in a different way. It's not chemically impacting pain. It's uh, at a sensory level, at a topical level, impacting what you feel. So what's interesting about the body and how uh, our our peripheral nerves work is sharp pain is sent through a specific pathway but dull pain and vibration is sent through a pathway that's a little bit more robust and it sends a faster pain signal. So when you bump your head and you have sharp pain, the reason you rub it is because that drowns out the sharp sensation. So things like compression on your head, ice, um, uh, topical gels, essential oils, or even a cephaly device, which gives you a different um, sort of sensation, they're changing what your brain is perceived, like it's changing the input to the brain and it's distracting you from the pain itself. Um, So those can be options uh, that are non-pharmaceutical that you can try, all right? So prevention is key. This is number two. Uh, Move as much as you can. Start to think about your neck and the stress placed on your neck throughout the day. Um, because if you start to have symptoms of a headache or migraine, it might be too late uh, to start moving or changing your your position, even though that's a good thing. The best thing to do is just try to give your body the movement it wants throughout the day. I would also suggest receiving care from a physical therapist or uh, potentially even like a monthly massage or something to impact the the physical um, the, the actual stress that you're carrying physically through your neck and your shoulders. I also want everyone to exercise regularly. So the, the impact of exercise, as I mentioned before, increases the release and the synthesis, so the creation of serotonin. In addition, uh, there's an increase in the brain of the serotonin um, kind of precursor tryptophan Uh, that persists after exercise. So not only are you getting the benefit during exercise, but after exercise, uh, we see the the sort of same 
uh, in a similar camp as what like a med- medication's doing, uh, like a triptan, you're getting those same benefits. So exercise regular, re- exercising regularly can be really helpful uh, in, in regards to trying to limit your need for medication. And then um, knowing your symptoms. So <clears throat> if the pain, if the pain starts to turn into a daily headache. Uh, without relief, it may be a sign that the medication is no longer helpful uh, and may actually be contributing to your symptoms. So this is something to definitely talk to your physician about. But what I would say is there there reaches a point where people get this sense of, I'm taking the meds, I didn't really see a change, but I'm just taking them because I don't know what it would be like if I stopped, all right? If that's you, I would have a conversation with your physician to see if if you can wean off of it. Because if you didn't see a change, I don't, I generally don't want people taking meds, uh, if it's not helping, um, because then we're just, we're, we're playing into this potential for a rebound headache or, um, medication overuse type headaches. And so that that's going to make it really harder for these things like exercise or even like a physical therapy intervention, like what we do to work. And so get any medication off of your plate that you can while you're working in conjunction and finding the underlying pain itself and treating that. All right. So there we go. There's the under the understanding of medication that I hope um, is helpful to you. I find that most people have no idea what their medications actually do. Um, most people, I think, understand that their medication is not solving the underlying problem, but it's helpful to give context to that. And then also, I don't want to just be like anti-medication um, and yeah, as a you know blanketed statement and then not leave people with something helpful because, uh, again, it's a debilitating um, process that people are going through. These symptoms are, are uh, excruciating. And so medication, uh, if it gets you through the day, that's great, but let's do it in conjunction with something that's going to solve that, that underlying pain issue itself because pain can be helpful. Uh, and then let's not use medication to the point where it's actually causing the the headache or migraine itself. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. If you um, appreciate what we're doing here and our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines, uh, I would love it if you left, a, left us a five-star review. If you're listening to this podcast and you were hoping that I was a neurologist or that we were going to talk about medication and what your next medication should be. Uh, This just is not the podcast for you. We're in the business of, again, that three-step framework of finding the underlying uh, source of pain. We want to know what developmentally might be a barrier for you finding the relief you're looking for. And then, of course, the systemic impact of how your brain uh, receives the pain and experiences the pain. We want to break down that three-step framework, and each podcast is going to hit on a different element of that. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.
Hey guys, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. I know that you have a lot of options in how you spend your time and how you consume information around headaches and migraines. I just wanted a quick ask because the only way that we grow this podcast and continue this mission is if you subscribe, share this podcast, and of course, leave us a five-star review. Those are cherished and it makes my day when I see someone's story come through as a five-star review and how this podcast podcast has been able to help you. Thank you so much again for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast, and I'll see you next week.